welcome to View from the Top of the Goalposts. It is week six. I'm excited. I am joining you. I'm Diesel, and I'm joining you from Diesel's Dapper Dungeon of Delight. And I am joined, as always, by the football prognosticator. Is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Um, it is the Dadalac. Chad. Uh, prognosticator is a word, so I think it was the word you were looking for in that situation. So good job. Good job. I mean, Hello, all. If you ask me for a definition, I don't think I could actually give it to you. It's a, it's a big word. I don't know that word. I, like, I've heard it. It probably means expert, right? Uh, prognosticator, I do believe, means uh, to make predictions. I, uh, someone who makes predictions. Uh, I just made us both look really stupid, didn't I? Yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, are you looking it up? Yes, I am. Okay, well. <laughs> well, this show started off with a bang. Ah, yeah, I, I was know. right. A person who foretells or prophesizes a future event. But Someone who makes predictions. Correctly. Maybe we're smarter than we think we are. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, we're both over 500 for our overall records, too. So, I mean, yeah, that means we're doing good. I feel like if you can finish over 500, you're doing good. So right now, last especially week, to be five hundred in this NFL season, and I know we didn't pick week one, but still, like that's nuts because this season has been wild. It has been wild. I was actually thinking of suggesting uh, doing our own personal power rankings, but I thought about it, and it's like I can do one, two, and three, but then after that, I don't know. Start <laughs> throwing no darts. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that's how crazy this season is. It's like, what is it gonna? like get to the point where it's like you know like week 18 like <laughs> right before you get to the playoffs i mean that's probably when i, I know we don't we... do uh our planning on air usually but we should do a power rankings when we get to the halfway point now what do we consider that week eight or nine um, yes that's <laughs> fantastic so Literally either the in the next few weeks folks we will do a power rankings but anyways, last week you went eight and eight. You you did have some bold like predictions, but also some games like didn't go your way at the end, like we were talking for recording. Carson Wentz throwing that pick. Uh, but, Cleveland Browns I mean, missing a field goal. Justin Tucker having ice in his veins and never being able to miss a field goal. You know those three games right there. Chad has a much better record. Yeah, but I mean. I don't have a problem with the way you're picking games right now because, like, it's a crapshoot. So, like, you got some games right that I didn't get right because you went out on a limb. And, so, yeah, but it didn't really work out for you as well this week because I went 11 and 5. Yeah. I didn't go out on as much of a limb. I looked at the games this week and I think that I might in a couple of them. But uh, so, so far, total is uh, for season records, I'm 38 and 26, and you're 35 and 29. So, we're both doing good. Yes. Yes, we are. But, Let's stay uh, above 500. Games? I'm ready, ready to pick, pick some, some games? games. Okay. Moving on. Well, we got the first game of the week, which is Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. Uh, I actually enjoy the Prime broadcast. They just haven't had very good games. Uh, like matchups. Like, even though last week's game, I mean, it, it was boring and there were no touchdowns scored, it's still went down to the final seconds and went to overtime I mean, 
And we went overtime, and I was really rooting for a tie. That would have been awesome. Like, this was a scenario where it's like, if the Colts have two ties, I'm all for it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this week we have a stinker on paper, which so it's probably going to be like a really close game. We have the one and four Washington Commanders at the two and three Chicago Bears, and the Bears are favored in this game, but by only one point. So it's like, why don't you? Like, I even put a betting out on this game. I hate both of these teams right now. These two teams have become the bane of my existence because who is Chicago? Chicago goes from, I can't score a single point to I'm going to put up 28 points on the Vikings out of nowhere in like the second half of the game. Infuriating. And Washington has all of these amazing pieces together. And yet Carson Wentz has his head so far up his butt that he can't throw it to him lately. It's driving me nuts. I I hate both of these teams. So many good receivers on Washington. It is crazy. It's like you can't cover all of them because they're all really good. And in the next couple seasons, they're going to be on different teams because it's just it's how Washington rolls. But this game, I don't know. Chicago, yeah. Like you said, who is Chicago? I want to know what is Chicago. Are they a football team? Or, like, I don't know. They they run the ball. They're one-dimensional. They should be easy to beat. Yet the Vikings had their issues last week. The Vikings almost lost that game. I don't know. I don't think that Chicago is any. I actually think Washington is a better team than Chicago. It's just, is Carson Wentz going to be the first round, second overall draft pick Carson Wentz? Or is he going to be Indianapolis Carson Wentz? Wentz. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. I'm going to go uh, I'm going to go with Washington in this game. Yeah. It's going to be a close one. I really do feel like it's probably going to go down to the last second field goal. But uh, this one's really hard to like cuz both these teams are bad. Yeah. This is one of those times where I feel like I should pick against you cuz it is a coin flip, but I absolutely refuse to root for Justin Fields and the Bears cuz I really don't I don't like Justin Fields. I didn't like him in college. I don't like him now. And I don't really have any players on that team who I really like, just like to root for. So throw the ball to Scary Terry, okay? Carson Wentz, I know. Just like Russell Wilson listens to this podcast, and just like Marcus Mariota listens to this podcast, because the week after I told him, hey, throw the ball to Kyle Pitts, the guy had 10 targets. So listen, Mr. Wentz, Carson, if you will, throw the ball to Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry made a cadre of terrible quarterbacks look comparable by just hucking it up to him. So just throw him the ball. And I'm going to take Washington as well. I I, I can't. I, I don't. And they're probably going to lose just to spite us. Well, if Russell Wilson listened to this podcast, it was only for that one week because he sucked big time last week. And we'll talk about that when we get to the Broncos. But next game, first game on Sunday afternoon at noon. We have the three and two San Francisco 49ers traveling to the two and three Atlanta Falcons who, I mean, let's be honest. They, they got a bad call against them on uh, Sunday. It doesn't mean they would have won that game. No. They're down five. It was third down. The Buccaneers would have punted back to them and their offense was rolling. They were really hard to stop, but Tom Brady got tackled. That's all it was, was a tackle. And 
flag. And that wasn't yeah. even the only one. This like Monday night it happened again too. No, the there was Raiders a few of them. The Chiefs. It's called What's an that? overcorrection. It's what that's after the Tua stuff. Every ref got a letter in their mailbox saying anything that looks kind of like that, you throw a flag. I mean, let's get. But you saw both the plays. Both yeah. of them were tackles. They weren't like forceful tackles. They were just tackles. And like yeah. even Tom Brady, like came out and said after the game, like defenders like have a disadvantage and yep. like. He even admitted that they screwed up on that play and then they benefited from it because of that. And mm. it's, yeah, they they need to, like, do better judgment. You know what I mean? I understand why the NFL will come out and tell them to, like, you got to do better. But, like, come on. There's a difference between slamming a guy and then rolling him over. And, like, yep. especially when on Monday night, there was a fumble involved. So, like, if you said, like, he was trying to put his body weight on him, that's not the case either. He was going for the ball. Like, judgment like yeah judgment it is a it's a hard area i i know we rip on refs constantly and deservedly so because they do terrible jobs at times this week five was a horrible week for refs it It started out last thursday when the one referee called for a timeout by san diego it's like san diego for one the Chargers weren't even playing that game number two they don't even play in san diego anymore nope what was going on with that yeah, no, but I mean, it's a hard job to be an NFL referee. No one want to do it. No, no, no. No one but... want to be a cameraman in, uh, in Devontae Adams are wrong either. But... <laughs> <laughs> he hates cameramen. He hates them. And, like, now, now we're like on a tirade. I got to say this. Poor, like, like what he did was definitely wrong. Like, you shouldn't, especially that guy who's doing his job, you know, and I understand that Devontae Adams is upset because his coach is an idiot, but, and he misses Green Bay, and we miss him too, but, uh, like, I do not condone what he did, but this guy literally filed a police report on him, and it's like, come on, like, Devontae Adams probably would have, like, signed some footballs for you, and, like, made it right, you know, like, he was very apologetic right after the fact, I bet you, like, I bet you he felt bad immediately and felt stupid for doing something like that. When you're going to file a police report on him, like, that's going a little far. This, uh, yeah, I, just, I, don't, I don't think it was wrong all around. Yeah, it was a bad, bad call. Uh, before we get back to the game, though, I do have to say, I have always been one of the people who, like, I stand by that the NFL needs to make things safer and that a lot of these safety rules that people bitch about all the time are great rules. Like, everything like you shouldn't be clipping people you shouldn't do in blindside blocks like the unprotected wide receiver hits they needed to go like all these things that a lot of the old school nfl people bitch about all the time going oh what do you want them to do then put them down on a pillow like that stuff i've always fought against but this quarterback stuff we got to figure this out like we can't give the quarterbacks like and as a patriots fan like tom brady benefited from for many many moons i can't deny that fact but we got to get this right here, folks. Like, it's like either we have to, like, maybe it's only a five yard penalty or something like that. It being a 15 yard penalty every time. Automatic first down. Automatic yeah. first down is such a game changer. Like, it, it completely, and it's always off of a big play by the defense, too. Like, and you, like, just steal every bit of momentum, everything from that defense with that. Instead of a sack, you're not getting the sack. You're getting up a first down, and they have 15 yards closer to that touchdown. There was a time 
where roughing the pass would never have been called if the quarterback was holding the ball. Like, yeah. but I don't know. Uh, but that wasn't even the worst roughing the passer call than Tom Brady in like his career. There was that one game where he got tapped on the shoulder, like right before he threw it, he got tapped on the shoulder, and they called the roughing the passer. <laughs> like it was the worst roughing the passer call in the history of the game, because the guy was like running by him, he missed him, tapped him on the shoulder. It was like it was basketball, and he like got the foul or something. But he leaned um, into anyways, it, man. Didn't you see him lean into it? That's why I got it. You know, he's going for the shot. San Francisco at Atlanta. Oh. Uh, San Francisco is favored by five and a half, but San Francisco is beaten and battered. Like, they're falling apart, but their division is not good. So yeah. they they just have to, like, try to tape themselves and back together, and they should be able to win this division pretty yeah. easy. Because what they lost their starting cornerback uh, this year for this or this last week for the season, and Nick Bosa is down with something. Yeah. And didn't Robbie they lose Gould. a linebacker too? Yeah, and Robbie Gould too. Yeah, jeez, team's falling apart at the seams. But that offense is starting to look like it can cook a little bit. Oh no, I mean it's because Jimmy and G like. Like, I know that they did not want to keep him, but, like, what a blessing in disguise for them that they still have him. Like, it worked out the best for both people. Jimmy G still got paid, and he's playing. And he's probably going to, like, hopefully, I want him to ball out this year. I don't want the 49ers to go far in the postseason because I hate the 49ers, but I want Jimmy G to ball out and then maybe go to Carolina or something like that, you know? Get uh, a starting job, and then, like, build up another franchise and maybe make them relevant. Because I think Jimmy G gets a bad rap because he's a pretty solid quarterback. Yeah. I, I've always loved Jimmy G. I always thought he would be the heir apparent to Tom Brady. And if they wouldn't have had their little falling out and Tom Brady would have got him kicked out of town, like, he would have been. Like, I always loved Jimmy G out of Eastern Illinois. Like, every time I was like, the Patriots are set for many years. But all right, uh, San Fran, Atlanta. Ugh. I that Atlanta defense isn't very good. I think the San Fran goal. This is this is from West Coast to East Coast. This is one of those classic uh, early game West Coast teams. You know what? I need to make up some ground, and I feel like you're going to pick San Fran, so I'm going to take Atlanta because I've been rolling with Atlanta all year this year. I'm a believer in Mariota, and they might get Kyle Pitts back this week. I I don't really know where I stand for this one either because, like I said, San Francisco is really beaten up right now. Uh, Atlanta has good wide receivers. Like, they have a good running game, and I, I like Marcus Mariota, and there's still a lot of people down on him. I don't know why. Like, I feel like he's, he's in, like – top 10 quarterback this year, but he's been doing a lot better than what people would have expected. I mean, Atlanta is still in this division race, so I mean, it's early, but I like Atlanta. I like their makeup. But, yeah, I think I'm going to go with the safe one here and go with San Francisco. But I would not be surprised if Atlanta won this game. And, I don't know, San Francisco is five and a half point favorites. I mean, I could see him winning by a touchdown. See, and that's that's where we definitely disagree. Uh, this is Chad's 
Golden lock of the week. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a gold lock on it, but not for Atlanta actually winning. But I, if you can get five and a half points for Atlanta, I can see Atlanta easily covering that, and this being a field goal game. I think Atlanta's offense, like especially with how banged up San Francisco is, if San Francisco had all their players, I would take San Fran by a mile. But I think Atlanta at home can keep this game close. So golden lock of the week, get Atlanta plus five and a half. Oh man, Debo. Debo has been like, he started off a little slow, but these last two weeks, he's been rolling. And I don't know, man, that guy is definitely a game changer. Drake London, baby. Rookie wide receiver for Atlanta. Going to go off this week. I do like Drake. There's there's a lot of great rookie wide receivers out there this year. And they're all Um, on my fantasy teams. Well, I mean, yeah. Not in unusual suspects. Not all of them. Because I got Olave and Dobbs. Yeah. Uh, Sunday noon, we have the two and three New England Patriots at the two and three Cleveland Browns. It's the Bill Belichick Bowl. And Cleveland is favored by three. And I mean, fair enough. Cleveland, Cleveland should be better than two and three. I mean, they possibly could be five and oh, if like everything like went their way. But they just keep on making these mental mistakes. Jacoby uh, Brissett throwing that pick at the end of that game when he didn't need to go for the touchdown. Like uh, it's just like these quarterbacks, some of these quarterbacks just making these mental errors and like those situations like drive me nuts. Like the Browns were gonna win that game. But yeah. that yeah. the Browns should have won that but, game. And then and, and then he like, missed a fifty yard field goal. It's time expired. Also, like they got a second chance at it and they still lost that game. But I don't know. Nick Chubb is a beast. He's been beast the last few seasons. He's having one of the best starts to his like uh, season of his career this year. It. I don't know. But then there's that New England defense, who is they are very strong. And I don't know. That's what it's going to come down to. Like if Zabby plays again, he's been really good at managing that offense. I mean, they killed the lions last week. Like if anyone was a believer in the lions, I don't think there's any, there are any more because hold on, hold on. I think you gotta, we gotta take a step back on this because I also made a grave error last week in picking the lions. What we forgot is there's there's some weird constants in the NFL. And back in the day, it was that Bill Belichick owned Peyton Manning. It didn't matter how good Peyton Manning's teams were. He owned them. You know who else Bill Belichick owns that I forgot about? Jared Goff. Jared Goff has been owned by Bill Belichick and the Patriots, no matter every time he's played them. I don't think he's scored more than 14 points against Bill Belichick in his entire career. So... I don't think we can be that down on the Lions, especially they had a bye week this week. I think the Lions are still the lovable losers, but they're a little bit like they're a mid-carder now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Everyone had higher hopes for the Lions because of week one, like keeping up with the Eagles and then winning week two, um, almost beating the Vikings. I don't know. You're right. Lions, they have potential. They're losing a lot of games like last season 
where they're close and they're losing them at the end of the game. But yeah. Anyways, we're not talking about the Lions. We're talking about New England and Cleveland. And Cleveland's a three-point favor. I'm going to – I think I'm going to go with Cleveland in this game. I, I, I like the three points too because I do think they're going to have problems with that defense. I think that the defense is definitely going to shut down the pass, which is going to cause – Chubb and Hunt problems, but they're really, really, they're probably the best one-two punch in the NFL, because they're so different, but at the same time they're, they're so alike. It's really weird, and I hate that they put Hunt in when they're inside the five. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it, because yep. I have Chubb on my fantasy team, and Hunt's always stealing his points. But, yep. Vulture. Yeah. I'm going with Cleveland. Once again, I I couldn't have been happier to get that pick wrong last week against uh, the you, you know the were Patriots. Really wrong. I know I was real wrong because once again I said I forgot that Bill Belichick absolutely owns Jared Goff. Once again, though, that was at home. I think Zappy is still probably playing this week. I don't think Mac is gonna be back. He could be, but I don't think he plays. And if he does play. I actually have more concerns because a re-injury risk and his back is still effed up. I think the Browns win this game. I think it is a close game. Bill Belichick will scheme it up to try and shut down the pass, and that will impact Nick Chubb and them. But I just, I think that the Browns, unlike the Lions, will be able to keep that defense on the field and actually tire them out in that game. The defense barely had to play like they were doing three. It was three and outs left and right. So they could pin their ears back and they were ready to go. This is going to be a game of, you know, 11 play drives, 14 play drives. And with that, you can wear down that front line. So I'm going to take the Browns. Yeah, I also, like I said, I feel like the Patriots are going to shut down the pass and just going to be up to whether they can, if they can stop the run too. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. I really like their defense. I really do. I think that next year they draft a couple of playmakers on offense. Patriots are going to be something to reckon with for sure. Hey, man, Matthew Judon is absolutely putting together what could be a defensive player of this year season if Micah Parsons. Parsons? Yeah, yeah, if Micah Parsons wasn't just absolutely lighting the world up. Like people would be talking about Judon ripping people up, but no one is. I mean, there's a Dallas Micah Parsons, dude. Like the reason they're four and one. Is because of him. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Don't talk so, about Cooper I'm, Rush. We talk about Micah Parsons. But, like, wait till Dak comes back. Like, oh, my God. Like, this could have been horrible for the Cowboys. But this is, like, best case scenario. They're 4-0 with him out. Boom, but, yeah, this, we're not talking about the Cowboys. We're talking about Sunday at noon. We have the 3-2 and two New York Jets, who are over 500 after five weeks, traveling to the 3-2 and two Green Bay Packers. Packers are seven-point favorites. And I'm going to tell you right now, I have some worries about this game. My worries are for the New York Jets <laughs> because I I don't know. Historically, after a loss, Aaron Rodgers plays his best games. I know there's the traveling back from London, and it's a bigger issue the week after traveling from London than it is to travel to London. But at the same time, they just lost. I think that there were certain things. Like I think Aaron Rodgers is fired up. I think, but as well, I think there's some some locker room issues as well. 
because of the comments that were made by Jari Jari Alexander. I don't know why I can never say his name. Jair. Yeah. Alexander. Um, and Aaron Rodgers talking about being a believer and uh, words and whatever. But when I heard someone say, but you're on the Pat McAfee show and you say a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know. I just feel like being back at Lambeau and how weird was it to see like the field in London dressed up for the Packers? Yeah. Didn't look right, but it was still pretty cool. Um, I don't know. Packers, I don't know. I don't like, I right, so obviously I'm a Packers fan. All the local media, all the people that call into the radio shows, like, are freaking out over this Giants loss. And I just want to be like, chill out because, like, for one, it's one loss and it's a good loss for them to have if you think about it because you learn more from a loss. The Giants are unknown. The Giants could be good, but the Giants could also be a wolf in sheep's clothing or whatever. No, that's not Fool's gold. Like, you, know what I mean. you know what I mean. Sheep and wolf's clothing. Is that what I'm trying to say? No, that's a sheep and wolf's. No, no wait. Yeah. A sheep and wolf's clothing. Yes, that is how, what you were trying to say that time. Yep. So, I don't know. So, like, I don't know. I feel like this wasn't that bad. It's definitely a good learning experience. They made a lot of mistakes and it gives them something to work on. I feel like this was what was to be expected to start out this season without having Devonte Adams and like not a really big name receiver. Like, I feel like if you would have said like before the season started after five games, the Packers are going to be three and two. You'd be like, that sounds about right. And they yeah. might've, we might have thought they were going to lose to Tampa Bay instead of New York, but I mean, it's the same outcome either way. I don't know. I just feel like people are like jumping on them like too soon. The defense does need to make adjustments, but I still feel like the defense played good. Like, I don't know. It's, I think people are freaking out too early. It's a very winnable division. They're going to figure it out. Aaron Rodgers, like, he won the MVP the last two years, and he started out not so great both of those years, and he got to the halfway mark, and he turned it on, and that's when he won the MVPs. So it's just like, just, just relax. They might make a move. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, there's rumors that they've reached out to the Panthers, like, to see like if they could get DJ Moore, which I, was I think just gonna would be say, a great yeah, move. That DJ Moore would be a huge pickup. I doubt that will happen. You just signed an extension with them. Who knows? But uh, I don't know. I think the Packers are going to win this game. They're favored by seven. I think they're going to win it by 17. I just feel like they're going to come out. And I don't think the Jets are that good. They're, they're three and two. They had a fluke win against Baltimore. Uh, no, against uh, they lost to Baltimore against the Browns. They had uh, last week. No, they beat Baltimore. They, what? They beat Baltimore. Yeah, they lost to Baltimore week one. They oh, got that was week one. By yeah. Baltimore. Yeah. Week two is when they played the Browns and they came back. Um, who did they play last week? The Dolphins. Oh yeah, the Dolphins are injured. They were third string quarterback last week. Um, who was their other win? It was another like not that great team, like. They haven't really like faced like a team like the Packers yet, and I just feel like, as much as I like Robert Sala, 
and I like the Jets' swagger. They're not there yet. They, they're they missing a lot of pieces. I think Green Bay is going to win this game pretty handily, to be honest with you. I, I'm completely on the same uh, brave wave as you. I think that the Packers win this game going away. I think they Jets got lucky with playing a third-string quarterback at home. Zach Wilson looked good, but we also know who Zach Wilson can be. I think in Lambeau, in the noise, getting back home after a loss, I think the Packers throttle the Jets. I I can see this game being like 28-3, to where the Jets can't even put up a touchdown. And we once again, the... And don't get me wrong, every like hometown sports uh, broadcasters are all insane and have no like middle ground. It's either, you know, burn the world or we're the kings of the world. So we'll swing back to kings of the world of Green Bay being and this defense showing once again what it can do. It's, it's, it's more so here, though, because the Packers have been successful for like most of 30 years there's been a few seasons here and there where they didn't make the playoffs but like i would i think like 24 out of the last like 30 seasons i believe they've been in the playoffs so we as a fan base don't remember what it's like to be bad yeah we don't remember what it's like to be bad in my lifetime the packers were not a trash franchise like before in the 80s and the 70s they were but i i was born in 88 so i got i was lucky enough to miss that and my first memories of the packers are the very early days of brett Favre. so i'm very lucky to have experienced all this and i know that it's about to collapse because it doesn't things like this do not last forever there's a lot of franchises that will tell you that they look at like miami for instance um i don't know it's just we're just not used to losing and that's why people freak out and it's just like you gotta take a step back and like be like dude it's not the end of the world like the nfc north is one of the weakest divisions the packers are gonna win this division the vikings are a fraud 100 percent, they're a fraud we'll talk about them in two games because the next game is uh, a battle of the NFC or no AFC self, the two and three Jacksonville Jaguars at the two, two and one Indianapolis Colts. Colts are favored by two and a half, and I have no idea who's going to win this game. Oh, I do. I got the Jags. I got the Jags all the way. Uh, they already beat them once this year. They shut them out, and it's crazy that they're playing the Colts both times this early in the season. I. These two teams, neither of them could beat Houston. Nope. One of them actually lost to Houston. Yep. <laughs> no one tied. But, like, that's a, that's nutty. That neither, I'm telling everyone, that Houston defense is sneaky. They're not great, but they are a sneaky defense. And I like, I dig Houston. I like the AFC South in the fact that I enjoy watching their games. I don't think any of them are even honestly worthy of the playoffs at this moment but they're fun to watch i don't like this game at all i'm not gonna lie i don't like this game at all because the colts they're not a good team matt ryan was not the answer frank reich's gonna lose his job like they're gonna have like jonathan taylor will be there next year but i think everything's gonna look different I think Jimmy G is going to be a Colt next year. If I had to make a choice, I bet that they Jimmy G will be a Colt. They're going to just keep they're going to keep trading no, for quarterbacks until they get one. 
that that would be hilarious because they would go from Rivers to Wentz to Ryan to Jimmy G. Like if that keeps on happening, like eventually they're gonna land somebody. They gotta get you know? they gotta hit one, right? I mean, what's the point of like trying to draft a quarterback or I mean, because the last time they drafted a quarterback, he quit halfway through his career. Generational which, talent went, no, nah, I don't want to play for you guys anymore. I'm out. I mean, I get it. Like, that's it's his prerogative. Like, they're just sad because I was a big Andrew Luck fan. Yeah. And, but, I mean, hey, he's living healthy, and that's that's important. So, uh, I'm going to go with Indianapolis just because, just split the difference. I don't know who's going to win this game. I... Like I said, I don't like this game. The Colts couldn't score a touchdown last week against the Broncos. Jacksonville lost to Houston. Uh, Trevor Lawrence did not look good against Houston. And Matt Ryan hasn't looked good all season at all. I don't know if Jonathan Taylor is going to be available, but like, oh my God, this game is going to be a stink fest. This is probably the worst week so far of like, yeah. matchups wise. So. Matchup wise, this is a crap week. And uh, since you already made your indie pick, I will remind you of my overtime rule. The Colts did just play an overtime game. And I'm pretty sure I picked every team the next week that would play an overtime to win. So uh, we'll see if this rule uh, holds up. Um, oh yeah, maybe I'll have to switch that up for Monday Night Football who I'm going to pick. Um, but let's get out. I wasn't going to pick Denver anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sunday at noon, we have the four and one Minnesota Vikings at the where are we three and two Miami Dolphins. Um, the Vikings could easily be three and two or even two and three, but somehow they're four and one and they're number two in the NFC. And I just feel like enjoy it while it lasts because and it two is already ruled out for this week which i expect a lot of people were like saying oh he's gonna be back next week it's like no they're gonna keep two out for a while because at least multiple weeks because like what happened before they were like we gotta make sure this guy's good to go 100 percent. we can't put him back out there again because if something happens um yeah so Bridgewater is still under concussion protocol as of this morning, I believe. So I'm going with third string quarterback. I uh, this bodes well for Minnesota. I hate to say it, but the, the Miami defense looked like trash last week. Minnesota is going to be five and one after this week, and that's very, very sad for that fact. But they're going to get they're, they're going to get their comeuppance. It's going to happen. They have Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. <laughs> I think that T-Bridge is going to play from all the reports that I've read. And last week I talked about the Instagram guy I've been following. And he is on Instagram at SportMDAnalysis. And his name is Deepak Chona. Is that the same guy you were talking about? No, my guy's name was like McNamara or something oh. like that. Okay. Well, he's a great follow on the Instagram. Like, has great information. And he was saying for Tua that with a major concussion, it's usually at least four to six weeks that you will be okay. But with Bridgewater, he said while he hasn't cleared concussion protocol yet, it was mostly a uh, like just what's the word I'm looking for? Like they were just being cautious with it, with everything that had happened. Oh, yeah, especially with the Dolphins, too. Exactly. And then he'd also hurt his elbow, which is another reason that he stayed out of the game. But it was his non-throwing arm elbow 
And you know what? This is a revenge game. This is T-Bridge's revenge on the Vikings. The frickin' Dolphins are gonna rally around him, and you don't have to cry next week because the Vikings are gonna be 4-2. I'm taking the Dolphins to win here. I mean, I'm rooting for the Dolphins. You know, I'm on the Dolphins bandwagon. I haven't fallen off yet. But, uh, yeah, I would love that. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the whole thing about uh, uh, Bridgewater's, like, concussion protocol thing. They, they said in the game that he didn't have concussion symptoms, but since, like, he stumbled and, like, it was a rule that was less than 24 hours old that they had to keep him out. And it's weird that he's still in it if, like, he didn't have a concussion. Like, so it makes me, like, I know they're just trying to, like, dot their I's and cross their T's because of the Tua situation. Like, they're under more scrutiny than any other team. But, yeah, I would love to see Bridgewater play, and I would love to see him get his revenge on Minnesota. I feel like he has some resentment towards them and feels like they did him dirty, especially that one year when they sat him and played uh, – no, they they sat Christian Ponder and played what's his face Joe Webb. Yeah, good old Joe <laughs> Webb. The Packers in the play in the playoffs. That was a great idea. Just a, a starter, a starter starting quarterback and player backup quarterback that's a receiver. Hey man, the Vikings—they're real good at football. You know that. Yeah. Anyways, moving on to the next game that's on Sunday at noon. It's the two and three. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals at the two and three New Orleans Saints and Taysom Hill. Like, oh man, like if he isn't playing more after last week, Dennis Allen is an idiot because obviously Jameis is affected by his broken back. Yeah. Like, he's a backyotomy. <laughs> I said that weeks ago. And, and the uh, red rifle is. Never really been very good. No. I don't know. It's so much more you can do with Taysom Hill because he can actually throw the ball. He can run the ball. Like you can run it like you can run a standard offense. You can run a wildcat with him. You can line him up at receiver. Like I don't know why he doesn't play more. I just like in the first few weeks. And he proved why he should play more last week by scoring four <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah. It I don't know. I uh, already had him on one league. And I'm playing him this week because I'm expecting him to play more. And I picked him up in the other league. And I need him to do well in fantasy because I'm 1-4 in, in both leagues and I need to start winning it out. But, uh, I don't know, this is an interesting game because the Bengals still haven't figured it out. And the Saints aren't very good. They have good players. But, like, I don't know. I don't know. Olave is getting better with each week. And he is still... I don't, he hasn't been, they haven't said he's going to play yet, but he's expected to play. He had a guy yeah, concussion. That touchdown week. he scored, that that didn't look good when his head hit that ground. And I agree with that was a catch by the rule, too. Yeah. Like, I was, I thought for sure that they were going to say it was incomplete. But the reason he let go of the ball wasn't because of the ground. He popped up and he was injured. And that's why I let go of the ball. I thought yeah. that was pretty obvious. I'm surprised that they thought the same thing. Knowing those, like, the refs, yeah. like, that felt like a Kelvin Johnson situation where he like they were gonna take it back off the board, even though everyone in the world saw it and goes, "That's a touchdown." Uh, I, 
the, the Cincinnati's only favored by one and a half. That's how bad they've been this year. Uh, I still think Cincinnati's going to win this game because they have to win this game. Yeah. Like, they know that if they lose to the Saints and they go two and four, uh, it's bad. Baltimore, they're not going to be able to catch Baltimore. Like, ball, they're lucky Baltimore has two losses. They are so lucky Baltimore has two losses. But, yeah, they need to stay with Baltimore. I, I'm going to pick Cincinnati. They know they need to win this game. Man, that Super Bowl hangover is just, it's one of the only constants, I guess, in the NFL, unless you're the Patriots. The only team who didn't, like, completely shit the bed the next season after losing the Super Bowl recently has been the Patriots. Uh, I don't know. Oh, Kansas Chiefs City. Chiefs made it all the way yeah, to the Kansas AFC City, yep, Championship yep. last year. You know, I They almost the won. They lost in overtime, so they didn't, they didn't shit the bed. But, like, I don't know. Chiefs, I can't wait to talk about their game coming up. Um, uh, I don't know who you got in this game. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, Brett. I'm picking them one more week. If they lose again this week, I'll stop picking them. I'm picking the Bengals. I think that they've just got to figure this out, right? There's too many weapons on that team for this offense to be scoring like less than 20 points a game. Like I just don't get it. Yeah. Well, to quote Tom Grassi. Kitty goes meow. Um, and so far, there's been two big cat games, and you've picked both the big cats. So I told you, I I'm just going against what I said last uh, on the first week we did this podcast, and what I said last year that I wasn't going to pick big cat teams anymore. I'm all about the big cat. You, I, I I would have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure we haven't had a big cat versus big cat yet this season. That's what happened in week one. Yeah, I think. I don't know if we have. Yeah, I don't think we have. Can't wait. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Sunday at noon, we have the 3-2 and two Baltimore uh, Ravens at the 4-1 and one New York Giants. Baltimore is favored by five. This is a real test for the Giants. If they win this game, I will, like, I will be like, they are legit. I, I like Brian Gable. I like the like I didn't like that they beat the Packers, but I like the fact that they were able to pick up the pieces for being down 17 and come back and win that game. I especially with having like depleted receiving core and their defense was banged up. And plus an injured uh what's the Mac Jones, Daniel Jones. And, and like the Packers did a good job of keeping Saquon Barkley at bay, and yet the Giants still won. So, I don't know about the Giants. Like, I want to be like, they are good. But, like, at the same time, like, these are this is the same team that they put on the field last year, and they were hot garbage. Yeah. Like, there's a couple of different pieces, and, like, a different head coach, different general manager. But, like, I don't know. I like, think this is, like, literally the same team. So, did they figure it out? Did, is Brian Gable, is he the answer? I mean, look what he did for the Bills. And look how good the Bills are, you know? Like, ah, uh, I can't pick against Baltimore, though, because Lamar Jackson is on fire this season. He's making all the haters, like, shut up. He's also going to earn his contract next year with whoever, wherever he plays. I, I still don't feel like it's going to be Baltimore. I feel like he's like kind of like Devontae Adams. 
he feels like they done him wrong and he's going to go elsewhere. I don't know where it's going to be. Stay out of... I really hope he doesn't go to the Bears. I really fucking hope he doesn't go to the Bears. It's probably going to go to the Bears. I just put it out there, didn't I? God damn it. Um, I'll be 100% honest. You know where I think Lamar's going to play next year? Where's that? Carolina, baby. If if they either. if they love a running quarterback anywhere in the NFL, it's Carolina and Tepper. I guarantee will empty the vaults to get Lamar. I mean, yeah, he paid uh, Matt Rule seven years, sixty two million dollars, and he was an unproven head coach. So yeah, he probably would empty the vaults. Uh, I don't know. I, I think Carolina depends on the head coach, but yeah, I mean, and that, that's a lie because it's LeBron Jackson. So I think Lamar Jackson could bring a head coach rather than a head coach bring Lamar Jackson. So I take that back. Um, yeah. I also I am taking I can't Baltimore. Pick, I can't pick against yeah. Baltimore. The only reason they would lose this game would be because John Harbaugh gets in the way again. Um, I, I will say if the Packers would have a rougher game this week and weren't at home, I probably would have picked against the Packers this week as well because coming back from London ain't easy. And – Going to Baltimore, that's that's a tough sled. You get Green Bay followed no, by Baltimore. Well, at, they're they're at home. They're oh, they are. At, well, it's fine. Whatever. But I mean, it's not a far travel. Maryland to New York or no. New Jersey. That's not very far. Um, no. I don't know. I just, yeah. I mean, John Harbaugh almost cost him the game again. But this time, I think he made the right decision. Like, and he was still being criticized for it. But, like, that's what happens when you make a bunch of dumb decisions that cost your team games. But, yeah, the only way I see Baltimore losing this game is a dumb decision by John Harper. Yeah, but, or Saquon Barkley going off for, like, 300 yards. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Moving on. Sunday, another noon game. Last noon game of the week. We have three and two Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the one and four Pittsburgh Steelers. Tampa Bay is favored by seven and a half. I don't even think we really, really need to talk much about this game. I think that uh, Tampa Bay is going to win this game. Pittsburgh is bad. Mike Tomlin's going to have his first under 500 season this year. Yep. I mean, it shows like Ben Roethlisberger was actually a really good quarterback. He held this team together for years. Um, yeah. I do have faith in uh, Kenny Pickett, though, but he's a rookie playing on a team without an uh, offensive line and really don't have receivers either. It's, But I don't know. I have faith in Mike Tomlin. I think he's a really good coach, and they will pick it up. And just this year, they're going to get a good draft pick, and yeah. that's probably going to help them a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, they haven't picked near the top of the draft, you know, probably in the Mike Tomlin era, basically. And I think picking up near the top can really help the Steelers because I do think they're just a few pieces away, especially when Joey Bosa's out there. Like, wait, no, no, he's, no. That, that's... Uh, TJ Watt. TJ Watt, you, sorry. You got the Watts mixed up with the Bosa's. I know, it's those damn Both brothers. Big Ten families. Yeah, <laughs> Both I know. Big Ten families. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've... Tampa Bay, as I talked about earlier about people owning things, Tom Brady owns the Pittsburgh Steelers. If there was some a quarterback who could have stake in another team for just owning them, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, Tom Brady owns the Steelers. Tom Brady's going to rip this game up. Tomlin has never been able to really handle Tom Brady and even a 45-year-old Tom Brady. They got they got to go in a little bit last week and then they got to go in a little bit more or 
a little bit two weeks ago, a little bit more this last week. Tampa Bay is ramping up, and they're going to win this game handily. I mean, Tom Brady owns a lot of franchises. He does. Not just Pittsburgh. Like, he owns Atlanta. He, I think they said he's was 11-0 against Atlanta in his career or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember things. I know he's undefeated against Atlanta in his career. That That's, that's a crazy stat. Like, and one of those was a Super Bowl where they were down 28 to 3. 28 to 3! Okay, moving on to the first 3 o'clock game. We have the 1 in 4 Carolina Panthers with interim head coach. I forget his name. It doesn't matter. They're playing the 2 in 3 Los Angeles Rams, which like, they could still win this game. Rams are favored by 10 and a half, which. I mean, I get the thought process behind that, but the Rams have not played good at all this no. year. Ten and a I half mean, with points. Them being at home, and you do have the cross country uh, thing that comes into play too. East Coast, West Coast. I mean, yeah, I. It is West Coast. It's a little different. Uh, I still. I'm going to go with the Rams. I don't think like 10 and a half. I don't think I'm going to 10 and a half, but I don't know. I just Carolina, they're probably playing for that first pick. I won't blame them. Get a new head coach in the first pick, bring in Lamar Jackson with that first pick. And Carolina could be something special. Who knows? Uh, I'm going to pick the Rams to win this game. But once again, this is my silver lock of the week where I'm not picking winners. I'm just picking against the spread. It is. It always goes one of two ways when you fire a coach. The next game, either you completely shit the bed or the team really gets up to play for that coach. But I just remembered... Versace? Yeah, there we go. But I just remembered and something else about this game. You know what happened to him? He took him to the playoffs last year. Now he's the Packers special team coach. And he's actually doing a fairly good job. He just needs to cut uh, Amari Rodgers because that guy can't hold on to a football. Uh, we're done talking about the Packers, Diesel. We talked about them already. Okay. Sorry. Save it for next week. Hey, you gave me a natural transition into Rich Passaccia. I did. I did. I just remembered something else, though, that I did see. I'm pretty sure Baker's not playing this week, which means P.J. Walker is going to be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. And while I loved the XFL, P.J. Walker's not very good. <laughs> and now I'm taking the Rams, and I'm not putting a lock on it. I would actually, I might take the 10.5 points because besides Christian McCaffrey, I don't think they have an offense. P.J. Walker sounds like a fictional video game football character oh yeah like in like like blitz the league or something like that he sounds like he'd be the quarterback in that game he's a creative player <laughs> yeah exactly all right moving on there's a bunch of games like i don't know what's gonna happen and this game is at three o'clock on sunday it is the two and three arizona cardinals taking on their division rival the two and three seattle seahawks Cardinals are favored by two and a half. I don't know. I like. I don't like the Cardinals. You know that. But they do have. They do turn it on late, and if like you let them stay in a game, that's when they strike. They they should be like their uh, other like sports counterparts. They should be called the Diamondbacks because like they strike like when the time is opportune. That's how they got both of their wins. 
It's, I don't know, but Geno Smith. Like, Lighten it up. Through five weeks has looked really, really good. He's looked good enough that I picked him up in fantasy this week because well, two that, is out. I'm picking, I'm, I, I'm picking it. I don't even need to hear anything else. Diesel's curse is a real thing. I'm picking Arizona to win this game. I don't need to hear anything else. Uh, there's a reason why I haven't picked up Tom Brady or uh, Aaron Rodgers because I, I couldn't live with myself if, like, either of them got injured because of my curse. But, like, I had to pick up somebody because two is out. Goff is on bye. That's who I played last week. And, plus, he, he stunk it up. So, like, the best option out there was Geno Smith. So, I went with it. I pulled the trigger on Geno Smith. And I think that the curse is going to be broken this week because I think Geno Smith's going to ball out because Metcalf and uh, Tyler Lockett, this just in, they're both really good. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that Rashad Penny is out for the season because he was having a good start to the season. Um, but, like, I don't know. Geno Smith is looking so much better than Russell Wilson, and it's making me laugh so hard that, like, Seattle made out in that trade. Like, they made out in that trade before the season started, but now it's just like, yeah. It's like they knew that Russell Wilson was done. Like, they he had was to have he's known, not, right? He's not cooking. He's cooked. And... <laughs> Uh, He's no longer yeah. a Seattle Seahawk. He's a Denver Bronco chicken. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm i going to go with the Seahawks in this game. I think they're going to win by they're gonna win by six because I do think that it's going to be one of those situations where Cardinals are going to try to make a comeback at the end of the game and there's going to be like a turnover or something like that. And yeah, I'm going to go with Seattle in this game. I'm going to just uh, ride the diesel curse and go against whatever fantasy quarterback you're starting. So I'm going to take Arizona. I mean, this is another one of those that are coin flips. Division is so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like it was going to be good on paper before the season, but no. Yeah. But this one, so uh, this is definitely the game of the week. And Sunday Night Football is really close to being the game of the week, but it's not as big as this one because – we got one of the best rivalries in the last, like, half decade, I would say. We have the 4-1 Buffalo Bills at the 4-1 Kansas City Chiefs. Buffalo, going into Arrowhead, is favored by 2.5, which is nuts to think about because it's not like the Chiefs are bad. Like, both of them are flawed, and they've been exposed. So, like, like their weaknesses are out there. Um, it sucks for Buffalo about uh, their defense. Losing Micah Hyde a couple weeks ago, I think, was huge. They're still holding them together. They still got their defense is still really good. And Gabe Davis, finally, they're throwing him the ball. And I know you're upset about that, but I mean, play him this week because oh, I'm going finally finding. Um, yeah, this game is another one that's hard to pick because both teams are so good, and I feel like it's going to be a shootout. Like it has to be a shootout, right? Has like, to be. And this has this this is gonna be the AFC championship game. This like like I know there's a lot of good teams in the AFC, but like I don't know. If like things keep going the way it goes, and I know it's still early, it's only week six, but like these two teams are the cream of the crop of the AFC. I, I'm I so excited agree. for this game. Uh I, it, like I feel if I pick the Bills, I feel bad because 
Like, I don't know. I feel bad picking either one of these teams because I don't know who's going to win. I feel like whatever team I go with, the other team's going to win. So I'm just going to go with my gut, and I'm going to go with Kansas City. They're at home. The, like, Arrowhead, like, when it's rocking, it's rocking. And Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen have both looked really good this year. But I think I think they're, they're even. Like, I can't even say one of them has been better than the other because both of them have made their, like, little stupid mistakes. But they've been, like, sh- just short of perfect, both of them. I don't know. I'm going Chiefs. Yeah, I think I saw a stat. And I know I what think... you're doing. This is uh, the 41st or 42nd home game for Patrick Mahomes in his career. And it's the first time he's ever been a home dog, which is an absolute wild thing. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, Diesel, I was going to pick opposite of whatever you did, no matter what, because I do think this game is a coin flip. And so just to be able to have something to root for the other way, I I didn't I was going to make you pick first because I was taking the opposite. I don't love picking the bills here. Because the Chiefs are just obnoxious and annoying the hell out of me this year. And even when they're down, they just... How, how do you not tr- cover Travis Kels when you're within the five-yard line? How does four that man score touchdowns. four touchdowns? How? How? You're a division opponent. You know they throw the ball to him every time. Like, what are you doing? Two of those, he was wide open. He didn't have even a freaking Raider within, like, five yards of him. He was walking butt naked in the end zone. Well, I knew that you were going to go opposite of me this game either way. That's why I picked the Chiefs because, you know, I like the Chiefs. And I like the Bills too, but, like, I don't know. Like, when it's a toss-up like that and it's that close, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. But uh, that Monday night game, that was a crazy game. Why did Las Vegas go for two? If he, yeah, if they would have got it, they would have the lead. But, like, no, no, go for overtime. Like, yeah. Like, I understand you're in Arrowhead. I like I get the thought process behind all of it, but no, don't do that. And then that last play when uh Renfro and Adams like ran into each other, like that's embarrassing. That like yeah. that sums up the Raiders season right there. Josh McDaniels is only gonna be there for one year. Like Dude, Renfro has just been hurt all year and he just seems to bad too. Yeah. He hasn't been as good as he was last year. Not at all. He like, like fell off a cliff. Like Waller got hurt at the beginning of the game. They're lucky they're on a bye this week because they do need to heal. But they're one in four when like there's a lot of people that actually had them winning that division. And it's like the Chiefs have pretty much already won that division, oh, yeah. which is crazy. Like coming into the season, that was like the most hyped division. Everyone said that was going to be the best division. No, nope, that's the NFC East. Yeah, hundred uh, At least to start out the season, and like so far, we're getting that dogfight like I wanted. If Washington could just like win some games, like hey, they're trying. But, uh, yeah. So yeah. Well, speaking of the NFC East... Oh, uh, hold on. My silver point. lock of the week. I don't even care what the over-under is. Take the over. I'm sure it's going to be almost... It might be 60. Honest to God, the... Yeah, so are you, are you moving your Rams pick to the bronze lock of the week? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, moving you that. You silver, but I understand. No, but I, I didn't make that pick because I was going to say the Carolina oh, was okay. my silver lock of the week. But then I remember PJ Walker starting and I was like, nah, nah, I'm not getting involved in that hot mess of a thing. So this is my silver lock of the week. I gotcha. Anyways, the next matchup is the Battle of the NFC East on Sunday Night Football. 
We have the 4-1 Dallas Cowboys at the 5-0 Philadelphia Eagles, the last undefeated team in the league. The Eagles are favored by 5.5, and, and I already know who I'm going with. Like I put a lot of thought into this game already, and I, I'm going with the Cowboys. I feel like the Eagles have been lucky in their last couple games that they like came out of it with a win. They haven't looked as good as they looked in the first like three weeks. But at the same time, they are really good. But I just think that Micah Parsons is going to give Jalen Hurts so many problems. And I just feel like the Eagles are still a really good team. If I did a power rankings, they obviously would be number one in my power rankings. But I feel like they, just like Packers lost to the Giants, they kind of need this loss and it's going to make them stronger, especially a division opponent. I think when all is said and done on Sunday, Dallas is going to be leading the NFC East. So, and I'm all in for this dogfight. Like, this has been the most entertaining division so far this year. And I hope, like, it's three-way all the way to the end. And maybe all, like, three of the NFC East teams between Dallas, Philadelphia, and uh, not Washington. Uh, who's the other one? Uh, the Giants. Giants, yeah. Duh. Uh, I'm sorry. Wow, my brain is just overloaded with information right now. Yeah, I hope that like if they all made the playoffs, I think that'd be pretty fun. That means we're gonna we're in store for a fun ride this season. But I'm going with Dallas. Who do you got? Oh man, I've also thought about this game a whole ton. And these games are always very close games. So before I even pick my winner, I'm going to say my bronze lock of the week is if you can get Dallas plus four or more anywhere, hammer that. This is going to be a field goal game. Neither of these teams are going to be able to run away with it. This is a division game. I do think that in the end, the Eagles will win. And this will be the game that Cooper Rush won't lose them the game. But I don't think he's going to be able to win the game for him. Where I think this game comes down to a final drive. And I think this is the game where Cooper Rush is... You know, he's he's solid, but he's not a great NFL quarterback. And this Eagles defense is kind of scary. Like, they got some boys out there who can hunt. And those cornerbacks in that backfield is no joke. So I see this game coming down to the final drive. Probably with Dallas with a ball in their hand. But with Cooper Rush being back there, I just don't see him being able to get the job done. So I'm going to take Philly by maybe like two. Like I could see this game being like a 28-26, like a weird score. And then Dallas having a chance to win it and just not being able to do it. Home miss extra points by Dallas. Yeah. Philly comes back to get it to 28-26 with like a minute remaining. That would be fun. If that's the way it went down, I'm not gonna lie. That'd be interesting. Because you know what's gonna happen. They're not gonna Dallas isn't gonna have any timeouts. And they're gonna like throw the ball down the middle of the field and try to get a snap off and yeah. you know, and then they're gonna, gonna have happen. Cooper Rush rush up the middle when there's only fourteen seconds left with no timeouts, and then the clock's gonna expire and then everyone's gonna freak out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be awesome if that happened. That's gonna be a good game. At least the like End of the week is kind of good, except for then we got Monday Night Football, which... Stinker. Yeah, not as bad as the start to the week, though. This game should be better than uh, Washington and Chicago, because this one is 
an AFC West division matchup between the two and three Denver Broncos at the three and two LA Chargers. Duh, um, can't remember names again. Uh, Herbert Wilson. No, 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 no. Eckler. No. Like Eckler. Thank you, Eckler. Like looked really good last week. He looked really good in week four. He's finally back. Um, if they could get Keenan Allen back, they'd be doing a lot better. I mean, it doesn't really look like Herbert's too affected by this rib injury. And I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't imagine it's all healed up. But, I mean, he's still playing decent. I mean, he's having a down year for Herbert. But at the same time, it's still early. I feel like he's going to pick it up. Denver is not good. They cannot score in the red zone. They, Nathaniel Hackett is, from recent memory, one of the worst like rookie head coaches to like start like even when we have two wins like he just he has no confidence in like anybody in his team you would really it, say that really he just can't hack it huh? what's that yeah there said, you go. that's a good one i like it i like it <laughs> um yeah i don't know it's denver is just a mess I, I can't see them winning this game. They couldn't even get a touchdown against Indianapolis. So I definitely got Los Angeles winning. They're four and a half point favorites, and I think they'll probably win by more than that. I'd say Los Angeles is going to win by 10. Yeah, I I think I'm going to say this right now here on the podcast. I think I'm going to make a rule for the rest of the year that unless something majorly changes, I'm not watching any more Denver Broncos games. Every Denver Bronco game I've watched so far this season – has been a waste of three and a half hours of my life. They are atrocious. They are poor to watch. It's not even fun football. They're sloppy. I got the LA Chargers dog walking these guys. I think the Chargers, this could be another Bill Steelers game where it's just the game's over by the end of the second quarter. And then we're just trying to see backups play because 12 red zone trips, 12 red zone trips in that indie game, zero touchdowns. But that, that is, that is high school football shit. I'm not watching any more Denver Broncos games. Give me the chargers. And I don't know if I have any locks yet or left, but if I do, or if I don't, I don't care. I'm betting bet the house on the chargers. Like, this, if honestly the Denver Broncos win this game, this would be the biggest shock of the year to me. Like I, in the first six weeks, I would, I would absolutely be mind blown. Yeah, I mean Denver should have won that game in overtime for sure. They, they were inside the ten. Uh, they had one yard to go on fourth down. Russell Wilson just stood in the pocket and then threw it to a covered receiver. It's like he could have easily stepped up and got one yard. Or he could have maybe even got the touchdown. But no, he stood there and threw the ball. And it's like they're not paying you a quarter of a billion dollars to lose games in that situation. You got to be smarter than that. You need one yard. You don't need the touchdown. There's still two minutes left on the clock. You need that first down. It gives you four more opportunities. That was... Really, I I don't know. There's been so many dumb decisions by quarterbacks this year. It's just like we need like, I mean, I know John Gruden is like not very popular person anymore, but like we need the Gruden like quarterback camp back because he needs to smarten these guys up. Like maybe like he should do it PC wise, but like uh, 
I mean, like, he's a quarterback guru. Like, you need to, like, get these guys making good decisions again because, like, even, like, the best, like, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are doing dumb things. It just, oh, yeah. It's, it's a weird year. It but is. then you have Daniel Jones last week who didn't make one mistake. It's like, who is this uh, Daniel Jones guy? And was <laughs> running around from? on a high ankle sprain looking like Lamar Jackson. It's like, he's looking like he's a top first round draft pick, right? Yeah. It's almost <laughs> like he's living up to his potential. Right. Well, uh, oh, one we... last thing. One last thing. Right. I did see someone, and I don't remember if it was on ESPN or NFL or if I was listening to some sports talk radio, but they were talking with that fourth and one being how bad it was like watching Russell Wilson like just to bed right there they brought it all the way back to the Super Bowl game against the Patriots and we all harped on Pete Carroll even as a Patriots fan I knew that game was over like I was like one yard to go Marshawn Lynch I was defeated I was my head on the bar I was like this game is over we got over by that Javon Curse acrobat circus catch that shouldn't have happened, which happens in every Patriots Super Bowl game just to spite us. So I was I was done. I knew the game was over. And then Russell Wilson throws an interception. I lose my mind. But we all harped on Pete Carroll so very much for that call. But what if it wasn't Pete Carroll at all? What if it was just fing dumbass Russell Wilson doing it again? Because that's what that looked like right there on fourth and one in overtime. You could easily win the game right there yourself. Just take the ball one yard. You probably could have scored the touchdown. And he doesn't. Before we wrap this up, I like uh, the YouTube channel That's Good Sports with Brandon Perna. He's a Broncos fan. And he was theorizing how the end of Russell Wilson like tenure by the end of Russell Wilson's tenure as a Bronco, he could be the biggest Broncos villain of all time. He beat the Broncos in the Super Bowl. Then they signed him to a quarter of a billion dollar deal. And if like he doesn't like start playing well at all, like uh, like uh I didn't look up their contract uh like status and everything like that, but I've heard like other people on podcasts that have and they say that like they can't buy out until after the 2025 season. So like he has guaranteed money up until then. And then even then there's like still 39 million in dead cap if they buy his contract out after that. So he's locked in for a while. So Broncos country, let's ride. Like, and that was the saddest less ride after the game too. He's walking around, he's walking away. Let's, let's ride. ride. Let's oh, ride. Man. Russell Wilson is a weird dude. And then, like, I just so happened to leave the game on after it was over and the post game was on. And just to hear um, Richard Sherman ragging on his former teammate, the guy that he won a Super Bowl with, like, he's, he's hated him for a long time. I was about to say, like, Sherman despises finally, Wilson. Yeah. yeah. And now he can finally oh, let it all go. I like that he's on TV. I like I Richard too. Sherman. But, Richard Sherman uh, got a bad rap in the NFL. Guy's always been like good talker. Like he was always great in interviews. And yeah, he was kind of a cocky dickhead on the field. But he's a cornerback. That's what he's paid I to do. Loved, I loved when he went up to Aaron Andrews after beating the 49ers in the NFC Championship, and what he said about that. Sorry, uh, uh, Michael Crabtree. <laughs> yeah. 
I love that. That that is up there with best like post game interviews with like Kevin Garnett, like anything possible. Like post game interview. Like, the one I always look at, and even though it was against Ian Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Bart Scott, yeah, that's man. also a good one. Yeah. Such a good one, like that. Oh, man, that right there, can't wait. A couple years where the Jets were just like unstoppable under Rex Ryan, with uh, Mark Sanchez as their quarterback, and then the butt fumble happened. And then, and then the butt fumble. Well, anyways, I think that's a good spot to like end this thing. Um, the butt fumble is always have, a great spot to end this, anything. Yeah. Don't have anything like planned to end this, so. Uh, yeah, just follow me on Twitter at Diesel underscore VFTR. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad's underscore mind. You can follow our other podcast at uh, VFTR2PO. You can follow Visionaries Global Media on Twitter at Visible Media. Be sure to follow us on YouTube at uh, View from the Top Rope. You also can be added to the network by sending your podcasts into visionersglobalmedia at gmail.com they'll be listened to and they'll be added to the network and uploaded to various podcasting platforms such as Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio Google Play, Apple Podcasts Spotify, uh, Podknife and Podable and yeah that's really all there is to it so do you have anything you'd like to say before we uh, say goodbye to the fine folks that listen to this show once again, Mr. Wentz, I call you Mr. Wentz, just throw the mother effing ball to Scary Terry. You'll be you'll be a much better quarterback. I would like to expound on that, but we don't have time. We got to go. We're against the clock. <laughs> uh, and four. we, unlike Mike McCarthy, understand clock management. That's right. That's definitely not true at all. But anyways, for... My good friend and podcasting partner, the Dadalac Chad. I am Diesel, and let's watch some football. Bye. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale.